0: apostrophe I T W I T H T A N Y and j-e-n-n-y doing it with danny jenny doing it with danny jenny doing it with danny jenny it's a revolution in jenny, it's not that i don't love the song you know i love the song but in all these episodes i don't feel like i have anything new to add to my love of the song i was realizing it today i have nothing new to say about it that about, we you know? love
1: it it's the most beautiful song it, it's, it's, eli braden wrote a gem
0: he wrote a gem it's one for the ages thank you Eli. <laughs> and speaking <laughs> of one for the ages jenny did we luck out today i mean
2: I would say we lucked out today. Holy shit. I am for all ages, guys. Yeah, she,
0: she, she's suitable <laughs> for she ages jealous. five and up.
1: <laughs> yeah, you, I mean, have written, you wrote on Conan O'Brien, I would say, since the beginning of time. Since uh, the TBS show started. Since the TBS show? Yes. You are uh, finalists on Last Comic Standing. You have a new album out called Corset. Mm hmm. It's Lori Kill Martin. Everybody, give <laughs> it up! Shit, the
0: Everyone. crowd is going nuts.
2: Guys, yeah. nice. calm
0: down. Calm down. Welcome, welcome.
2: Guys, never been happier. uh <laughs> if you look at oh God, just, look it you.
0: <laughs> he's just smiling and happy. And... He,
1: he looks like he's just ready to rent you a sensible duplex <laughs> in the
2: middle of town. Just.
0: We, we had a we had a, a Dan Cronin on the show and he couldn't say nicer things about you and I
2: uh, love Cronin I love you'
0: so funny and we, we're just like yes. we, we, we've been doing you know I think everybody when Conan announced that he was going off the air there was sort of like a I think we all just did a really deep dive I mean, everybody I know in comedy was sort of like yeah. training particularly from the TBS shows because yeah. right, right, we've right. already known the NBC stuff. Yeah. But like, I think there were like a lot of like really. There's so many hit. There's I, I, there's there so many gems that are gonna like out that are gonna outlive all of us online. <laughs> yeah. You know from you know from all of them. You know, Wiki Bear and all that shit. That you, you, yeah. know, you know. Oh my god! I yeah. Just love how
1: it. many? And how many years was Conan the TBS show? It was. uh that it, was
2: uh, like ten and a half years, I think.
1: That's so crazy. And yeah. then,
2: uh, but I, most of my st- like most, I wrote some sketches. Like I did puppy conan and stuff like that. Yes. But most of my stuff was monologue jokes and uh they are not for the ages. Like well, <laughs> they have an extra... they're for like a day and a half. And then they're <laughs> and then you're, you're cancelled immediately. Oh. Yeah. They're
0: just bad. Yeah. I remember we, I was just a quick side note because we try to like tell stories over guest stories, but I, I was removing or we're had to re- remodeling and I had a, found all these boxes. My first job writing for TV was for the old Arsenio Hall show because I'm old. Wow. And, and I found these reams of jokes <laughs> and like like a notebook full. It's like, oh my God, I've uncovered gold. I'll be able to use these in other ways. And I just started reading through them and it was like how did i ever even have a job <laughs> but if you need some like really fire dan Quailburns
2: burns I, I i remember because i'm old too when i first started doing stand-up i was i was doing topical stuff and i learned the lesson hard because i had a joke about do you remember jim wright he was the speaker of the house yes and he he lied about something it it was such a scandal that he had to resign and i had a joke about it and it killed for like two weeks and then it went away and i was like never again never again i'm only talking about my personal life i'm never going to politics again
0: it's really it ages watch an old murphy brown and you'll just like what oh my (laughs) god or don't watch an old murphy brown by the way
1: and everyone go watch old murphy browns
0: like right now yeah
2: now let me ask you. So when you, when did you start stand up first? Did you start? I started when- in '87 in San Francisco. Oh my god! And w- cool. Were you wanting to do stand up or write or both or what? Was uh, your- I didn't. It didn't even dawn on me to be a writer. I just uh, I, honestly I thought that was like a guy's thing. Like I didn't know any female writers and didn't. It just seemed like a different thing. And plus, I was I was really into stand up. It's such a club you know, such a dirty art form and clubby. And I, I don't know, I felt like I was like a dirty person and I, and, and, and comedy writing seemed like, like Harper types. It would never go to a, go to a nightclub, you know? (laughs) So, um, I don't know. It, it it didn't, um, it didn't occur to me until, uh, till Colin Quinn started doing tough crowd and, Uh and he hired a ton of club, club comics. And I was like, Oh, I could do that. So that's, that's how I got into late night writing I guess. But before that I was just a stand up, you know, always only are, are you
0: from the Bay Area?
2: Yeah, I'm from Walnut Creek. I don't oh, know yeah. if you know it's know. the East Bay out there, yeah.
0: And and who like so who is like in your class? Like they're like when you were coming up in that area, like who were who are the comics that were coming um, up? Um Margaret Cho. Oh right.
2: Um Greg Behrendt. Oh, before. Well, oh, um sure. You know, Blaine and Patton came out from uh, Virginia, I think, at some point, a couple of years after we had started. Uh, Karen Anderson, who kind of began Ellen, you know, with uh, Karen Kilgariff. um, Yeah. uh, Tony Kameen, who's still out here banging around. We're going to work together at the punchline in April. We're we're like really old pals. So Um. those are the comics that were pretty much my my class, Ray James. I don't know if you know Ray James. He, I don't. He's a really dark comedy writer, but uh, he's great. Yeah.
0: You just reminded me of Blaine. Did, did you read his like Twitter manifesto of like Rolling Stones top five hundred albums of all time on Twitter?
2: I read no. some of it. I I couldn't it, commit to it. It's <laughs> a long thing. I I
0: mean I definitely skimmed around 300 but yeah. holy cow what a, what a, what, a, what an achievement to do all this. Yes. That stuff. So nice.
2: Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's such a great joke writer and so I mean there just uh you know he just he uses only the words you need and he and yeah. it's Late always about. so silly, you know. He's just yeah. great. Yeah.
1: Um, he's a he's a great follow too on twitter he never doesn't make me laugh right exactly yeah who
2: were who were the people that like that you looked at like influences of comedy when you got into it like i had mostly negative influences of people (laughs) i didn't like and thought i could be better than but um
0: (laughs) i think that drives a lot of us i that's uh, there's nothing unusual about that
2: yeah, I mean, you know, like uh, Dana Carvey was huge in the Bay Area when I started, like he was about to go on SNL. So oh. um, he was like working all the clubs, um, you know, and I and I just kept following him all around the Bay Area before I started stand up. Just um, a Rooster tea Feathers and a Foo Bars and the Punchline and the other cafe and stuff. And um, he was amazing, but I never thought, oh, I could do that because he was so good. But when I saw, you know, some of the comics opening for him, I was like, <laughs> oh, wait, there's I no way that. I'm worse <laughs> than that guy. So that, that, sort of, that sort of opened the door for me, you know, sure. uh, to seeing somebody that wasn't that good.
0: No, I agree. I mean, I was the most heartening thing ever because, like when you like have a dream, I, I grew up in Jersey, but you have a dream of like, I want to do comedy. I want to write comedy. It's like, oh, my God, I'm going to be up against the best of the best. And there, and surely you do meet people who are like, "Oh, I'll never be able to touch them." Yeah. But it's really heartening when you meet the people like, "Oh my God, I'm already better than they are." <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> and you they have that. nice houses. I'm going to do great. <laughs> uh, yeah.
2: Yes. So yeah, that that that's kind of how I got going. And then I uh, I I was sort of a road comic, based out of the city, San Francisco, for like ten years, mm-hmm. and then uh, I moved to New York and uh, was there for about 10 or 11 years, and then came out here, but I go back and forth all the time. I still have my place there, and I I go back at least once a month to do spots and stuff like that, so. Wow,
0: that's amazing. That's amazing. Was it hard when Conan ended? I mean, I I was talking to, was it, I mean, I, to be on a show that long, I mean, I I have some experience with this myself, and it's like, and it really does feel like, you know, your family is going away, and
2: yeah i mean plus we i think we ended early because of covid you know yeah. it just changed everything so quickly and i think um you know I, I i wish you know in whatever early march when we had our last shows at Warner Brothers, I'd known, yeah. Yeah. you know, like this is <laughs> the all. last time I'm gonna be in this meeting for the monologue yeah. meeting but that we've done every day for 10 years that I have so much fun in with Andy yeah. and Conan and, yeah. um, you know, other various people just riffing. And um, this is the last time we're gonna follow Conan out while he goes over the jokes one last time and offer, you know, uh, suggestions that he will bat away. <laughs> you know I mean? It, it was a ritual I really appreciated and loved. I didn't take it for granted because I'd worked on other shows, so I know it. It's not always fun, and so I I always felt lucky that I got to be like part of it and a witness to it. And um, it was just so weird when it the way that it just sort of ended. It didn't yeah. end the way something like that should end, in my opinion. You know. Yeah. No,
0: I I you know I get it. We we sort you know we ended um, right before COVID happened and i you know in a weird way it sort of was, this was a terrible thing to admit, but it was like i felt like oh god my show ended and i was like bemoaning and then it's like oh and then everybody the world show ended and then <laughs> yeah, i was like seriously. oh okay it's not so bad anymore <laughs> it's like you know but uh um but yeah i mean it, it, at least we got that that like we got the hugs in and the goodbyes and all yeah,
2: that. yeah, yeah. I mean, we had kind of, you know, there was like a very tiny opportunity in June of this year in California where everything opened back up again. Right. Like every yeah. member's like, oh, we're back. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. like like, Delta like, Delta doing plus, right? live shows again and you're like, yes. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. And um and then so we got to end during during like like that two-week opening basically. Mm. So, so we did have some live shows at the very end, but you know, like I, I last December I went to, you know, we had our, our, we had pulled out of Warner Brothers offices, so we had to go in and, you know, get our stuff, you know, from our offices and, you know, get cleared, you know, people walking in one at a time and stuff like that, and so I went to my office, grabbed my stuff, and then, then I went down to the studio just to, like, take one last look, uh-huh. and it was demolished. Sure. It, I was like, what? This, it was so traumatizing. It was just, <laughs> pieces of wood everywhere, just like a bomb had dropped. And I couldn't even like, you know, we had a we had bathrooms and and, um, you know, dressing room and all that kind of stuff like you could have just rolled that out and moved 10 right. people into it. But they just destroyed it. It, it. it was really shocking to see.
0: It's horrible. Yeah. It's like seeing people walk into your like your childhood home. It's yeah. like uh, I uh, I remember just seeing our sets come down. I was like, what? It was like there's a whole life here. I get it. It's yeah. Absurd.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I was trying to figure out as I was walking amongst debris, like where where's Conan's dressing room? Where's our walk to the mono spot? Where is it? I couldn't. It's even like a tornado All my landmarks were gone.
1: Yeah. What? it's like when a tornado comes through and people yes. are trying to sift through their shit like where is my pictures my yeah house? even the grain silos
2: down i can't even <laughs> figure out where where what is north and south yes exactly
0: oh my god yeah it was well, weird well, you know, speaking, speaking of twitter i, I kind of want to talk because you really like you you know you, you probably know what i ask you about but when the, your um mother was um and it was um was dying and and, yeah. and you were you were live tweeting that I think so many people especially like I really was like um I was gripped by that. I thought like that's like a good way to I feel like that's you I feel like you found like a good way for somebody who's funny and like to process grief. And I think it like, I don't know. I I I found myself you know just checking in and I talked to other people who you know don't know you and like they, they had the same thing. Cause you know, this is like, we all go through this and like, what was that process like? Was that, was that spontaneous? Was it just like you're sitting there and what else are you going to do? I don't Uh, know.
2: I mean, um, I had done that with my dad when he had died of cancer in 2014. So i had already done it before like i he he just came home for hospice and i didn't want to leave the house because he was dying right so, to do stand up you know like uh, i was back in the bay area and there's you know a million open mics i could have gone to and i usually just went out every night every time i was back in the bay area uh-huh. and i was just writing jokes and i was like oh well i'm not going to leave in case he dies you know so i just started tweeting jokes and so that sort of i've done i did that then and then with my mom i don't know i was just you know, there were the, I mean, she was old. So obviously you knew she, at some point she was going to die, but, yeah. uh, the fact that it was COVID, I couldn't fucking believe it. I was like, are you serious? Like we'd been so careful. And, um, and so I just started, I guess I just started doing that again. Cause it kind of felt natural uh, yeah. for me. And, um, and also I, I, I at that time, I don't think there had been a lot of, You know, you knew what happened when someone died, but there hadn't been a lot of people saying, here's what happens as they're dying and stuff like that. Um, And my, our experience was different from other people, uh, for sure, because my mom was unconscious really quickly. Um, But the whole thing of like, not being Mm -hmm. able to visit and, um, you know, just, I I had my mom on the iPad, uh, Huntington Hospital left her on for like, like three days straight, you know, so my sister and I, we just take my mom around the house and talk to her and (laughs) You know, um, I don't know if she heard, hopefully she heard, but... It was it was so weird.
0: Did you ever get into see her? Like I remember you asking people to write the hospital, which I know a lot of us did actually, right? <laughs>
2: Thank
0: you. Yeah, no, it was but it was like, did you did because I know they relented at, at a certain point, right?
2: They did. A lot of people apparently I gave out the wrong email. <laughs> that <laughs> person got a lot of emails. Why so I
0: harassed the wrong doctor. Terrific.
1: <laughs> I made that bomb threat
2: for nothing, is what yeah. <laughs> I,
0: I was wondering why a podiatrist was getting so involved in this.
2: Uh, and uh between that and my sister is a psychiatrist so she belongs to a women female women physicians group on facebook and they all they all uh called the hospital too or signed a letter or something and so we got to see my mom for like an hour and a half on monday um and then she died on thursday so we got in right before she died and um you know we we talked to her and and played you know played music and stuff. And she did um, sort of, she tried to sit up and she opened her eyes and rolled her eyes up. And that's the only movement I saw from the moment she was diagnosed with COVID. So I think she knew we were there, which is great. And um, I hope she knew, I don't know if she knew she had COVID, I'm sure she did, but, I, I wonder if she was worried that we were there, like she's trying to tell us to get out. Or oh, yeah. But we were head to toe and yeah. PPE and, you know, uh, rubber gloves and stuff like that and couldn't touch her skin, you know, just that, that I think back then it was still like, you know, we don't know and yeah whatever.
0: No, I know. I mean, I, my my first of all, if my dad had uh, woken up to roll his eyes at me, I would have known he knew I was there. But- <laughs> Um, that's for sure. That was, uh, no. Oh yes. <laughs> um, but, uh, <laughs> but I, I, had, um, yeah, no, I, my, my, what my daughter, one of my, uh, twins was, uh, got it, you know, graduated with a nursing degree. And of course that was in 2020 and immediately went to the ICU down at Torrance Memorial. So she wow. was, uh, I was talking to her about, it, and she was like, yeah, we were in the midst of that, like, how are we negotiate? People couldn't see their loved ones. We yeah. like that. it was like it's it, it it felt like, I mean it was like horrible. So um, yeah, also how
1: think. mentally draining on all the people that work there, because you know people are begging them, you know with tears in their eyes, probably yeah. offered them money, please anything, let me go. Yeah, for sure can't do it. Mm-hmm. And, I, and actually, when my, when my my dad died of cancer in 2012, and I actually did the same thing where. I just started kind of posting tweets about it, yeah, <laughs> just, right. just trying to make something funny. I would like get on the wet and dry board in his room and put like, show patient your tits. And then I would take a picture and, <laughs> and then they would like, hide the wet and dry board, you know, marker from me and everything. But I was like, I don't know if I did it to help me or just to make light of the situation sure. or whatever, but like, I did find and I don't, I'm sure you did too, that people really responded and were like very appreciative of. Yeah you know, like making everyone else feel less alone when shit like that happens.
0: I know you put, like, I mean, we're friends, Jenny, but when you were doing that kind of stuff, it put me at ease in talking to you.
1: Oh, yeah, it does, because with your friends, you're like, oh, shit, I'm going to call her, but it's going to be depressing.
0: Yeah, (laughs) I know.
1: You you know, I find like, you can find the humor in everything. It's just how you do it. You better. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. did, Did you ever have anybody, like, you know try to tweet at you like it was you know inappropriate or anything did you ever get people mm-hmm. like that
2: um nobody i knew you know no it's uh-huh. never people you know but yeah so i didn't care yeah,
0: yeah it would always be like you're inappropriate y-o-u-r
2: um. <laughs> when i when i was doing my dad's death i i did get like nasty comments from two reporters from al jazeera
0: <laughs> really like,
2: guys you got bigger fish to fry don't worry about me
0: Wow, Al Jazeera has a page six, I guess. You know, what I mean? yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: they're like it's very
1: inappropriate. You're like, yeah, but but really? <laughs> is, but is it what I wrote? Like.
0: That's amazing. <laughs> That's amazing.
1: Well, let's uh, let me ask you about uh,
2: stand-up stuff and like last comic standing. What
0: hear season about
1: were you
2: on? With that one i was on Ooh, i was on the i forget the number i was on the season where the judges were andy kindler greg giraldo and natasha oh. Legero and the host was craig robinson oh. i think felipe esparza won if i'm correct oh okay. and he might have narrowly beat out tommy john again
0: oh wow
1: <clears throat> but how was that experience because i've i always like asking people their last comics experience
2: it was fine
0: (laughs) why that spoke volumes
1: that volume also just you went up like two octaves
2: i turned into mariah carey it was fine Um, yeah i mean i felt like i was cast you know yeah obviously and uh it, it 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 didn't it didn't hurt my career it helped a little bit um, so it was it, it wasn't what I thought it was gonna be like you know I always feel like of I mean, other comics have said this too like when I get Montreal it's the year after they stopped giving deals right or right. you know right. so I feel like well, when I'm in the top ten it's the it's when everyone stopped watching it or right. I don't know I, I'm just a jinx or something so so you,
0: so you didn't get the dat fan bump I guess <laughs>
2: I would love the Daffy. Isn't
1: guy that just
2: had, this he, common phrase that people use now? The he, fam. <laughs> he, he I mean, I think he was a very young comic, not yeah. just a young person, but like new to comedy. Yeah. But if that guy had, and I don't know, him, maybe he does. But if he had just taken a year and just hired writers and come out with a, like just a bang an hour, that would have been. He would have had a, an amazing career, you know. Is and that true?
0: i just yeah I, I don't know he just he, he seems like yeah. a fun reference that like some of the funniest people i know bring up so <laughs> <laughs> the dad uh, fan
2: yeah it was, it was fine it was cool you know it was uh, uh, Geraldo died the next year so oh. I, I was lucky to spend a little extra time with him you know before yeah. before that happened but one of my uh, favorites of all time. maybe like one or two years later but i was uh, yeah but um you know it's, it's also weird to get judged by fellow comics, and I, I would also have a hard time doing that, you know? Oh, my God. Well, I always thought it was interesting
1: because when I first... I remember first hearing about the show, and I thought it was just going to be, like, complete, like, open-mic-type comics, like... And then yeah. I realized, oh, hell, I've literally... I know all these, like, who these comics are, you know? These are professional comedians. So did it make it, like, weird when you know, like, somebody is already, you know, selling out and doing all these arenas or, so I mean, or like not arenas, but maybe theaters or like, you have people that already have like an established yeah. fan base.
2: Was that like, well, I, I guess it's, it just highlights the feeling of insecurity every comic has where, yeah. Oh yeah, I sold out something yesterday, but I got nothing. I got nothing right. to week You know, I mean, Joan Rivers, if you watch her documentary, she's obsessing about her calendar that she doesn't have enough shows. I'm like, You could, you know, of of anyone that could just call a club and go, I'm going to be in town next week, like the whole week, bump whoever's there. It would be Joan Rivers, and and that she didn't feel safe uh, was really depressing to me and eye opening as well.
0: I also also think it's it's
1: kind of of relieving too, in a way, (laughs) where you're like, oh, good. If you feel that way, then I'm not weird
2: (laughs) for feeling that way. No, I'm not weird, but it's also like, wow, it never ends, no matter how much success you have. Yeah. And if it never ends, this thing I think will end if I achieve x, y and z, and this woman has achieved that you know ten alphabets worth of achievements and she, it's not over for her. Am I wrong too? You yeah. know she obviously thought it would be over at some point, and she must have lived her whole life that way because she yeah. died shortly after that, so she must have lived her whole life going, "I don't have enough shows yeah, like what's up. the next thing?"
0: I you find that reassuring too, Jenny, like, I, I agree with you. Like when people who are like wildly successful are still stressing, it's like, yeah. oh, good. I'm not, I'm not like, they're like, they're, I, 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 I want it to end. But then again, it makes me feel like, well, if they can stress out. I'm certainly entitled to stressing out.
1: Well, yeah. I remember the first time I, when, I, when I, I sold a pitch and I was like about to send in my first draft. And I, I asked you, Danny, I was like, I'm like shaking. That's, just I remember this. And I was like, I, I can't do it. This is, I'm going to hit send. And then they're gonna go, what the fuck were we thinking? Why did we hire <laughs> this girl to write you know, like write yeah. this pilot? And I asked Danny and he goes, every single time I send in a script, I'm just sweating bullets like this right. <laughs> like Okay. That makes me feel really oh my God, like, God, a lot just, better, but man, then also like I still- Oh, this feeling never goes away, fun Yeah, it,
0: it never goes away You know it also never goes away? What um, is it, Danny? Um, uh, uh, Capitalism, commerce <laughs> um, You know, it's like uh, You know, and for better or worse It's the system we got And fortunately, you know, you can do uh, You can want to do things, you know You can fight it and uh, you're going to lose Or you can try and like team yourself up With some amazing sponsors Like these coming up Right now Holy what? shit and the Emmy for best Segway goes
1: to. <coughs>
0: we'll be right back, doing it nation.
1: All right, doing it nation. Bet online remains your number one source for all your sports betting for football and basketball this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. Always your continued source for sports wagering information. BetOnline features live betting, free contests, live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. We're the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis boxing and even golf games and events head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit make sure to use promo code CLNS50 that is CLNS50 to receive your rewards bet online where the game starts and we're back and oh my god how about our sponsors
0: holy shit
1: i I'm am gonna- I'm going to buy I- or
0: use or, or apply all of those products. I will buy
1: your shoplift, whatever was just said. <laughs> you, and yes, you absolutely will. One thing we did, Lori, during this, we did a few Zoom comedy shows. Yes. Together. Right. Well, <laughs> now, did you feel like a webcam girl after a while? <laughs> like I did?
2: No, because they make money,
1: so no. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but what, like, how did that feel to, like... I just treated it. I just started kind of storytelling and trying to make it as less awkward as I could. What was you know your experience? I
2: think like early on, did you feel like it was kind of fun because we we were trying and the audience was trying and we were all stuck at home and yes. for a while a little while we were all sort of on the same page in quarantine before yeah. before the vaccine drove yeah, us apart. We just went. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable, but um but uh yeah i mean it's it's it it it, it's good enough to like i worked out some material for sure um but uh it it doesn't replicate you know actually being in front of somebody i mean part of what's exciting about stand-up to me is the potential discomfort of the audience and myself and that keeps keeps them on the edge of their seats a little bit and something about all that going on in the air kind of helps you be funnier yeah no. I, and i
1: fully know what you mean because i remember like april you know april 2020 or something The and i flappers and shout out to flappers they put a lot of those yes. zoom comedy shows on and and you're right like everyone i mean i would look out and everyone was like fresh faced you know like you'd see some couple splitting a bottle of wine they're like really enthusiastic yeah. and then a year later i remember looking out there was a guy with no shirt on <laughs> <laughs> it's like, so
2: this is where we're Annie, what were you doing there i <laughs> <laughs> was just trying to hype
0: it was, it was pants um
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah no i it feel it, it felt like you really did have to adjust how you did stand up. I suppose I didn't do any of it. I never did a Zoom. I mean, I did like a a speaking thing, or I did yeah. like no. But I but the idea of like doing stand up the one the ones who were really like launching into just pure material, it just seemed to always like even good comics it would fall flat. And the ones who I knew who were doing a really yeah. good job were just sort of having a discussion. You you know. So.
1: Yeah, I, I did. I did one that was it wasn't through flappers. I, I won't say who it was through, but I just remember like the guy producing it and there was a lot of people in the audience i'm like oh great like a hundred people and then i hear right before it starts okay we want everyone to please mute yourself so the (laughs) comics can hear you know themselves and i'm like perfect
2: so so dead (laughs) side that's that's that that started happening a lot because people people at first weren't muting themselves so every noise was coming through so they would be embarrassed and then then everyone muted themselves <laughs>
1: being told everyone please mute yourself I'm like oh fantastic so wrong it's gonna really make me <laughs> about <comfortable. laughs>
0: oh my god well I want to hear it before we talk about the stuff that we're uh we've been watching which is a, 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 a just it's a key component of the show that people seem to go nuts for I mean yeah, they, they love it. it they're love thirsty it. for it but um, I want to hear about the album. Tell me how that came about, where you recorded, how, yeah, you know, like, let's promote the fuck out of this thing. Yeah. Let's
2: promote yeah. it. Um, It's number three on iTunes right now.
0: Holy shit.
2: Hold on. It was number one for a day. And then okay. Bo Burnham, that alpha, clawed his way back on top, right? Oh, and then I was trading, so I've been trading places with Ninja Sex Party, which <laughs> is a comedy.
1: Al- ninja <laughs> sex party? Is your, ne- what, yes. is your nemesis, ninja sex party.
2: And then at one point, I was just just ahead of, and I love that this person exists, uh, a comedic musician called Wendy Ho. She, her her headshot is she's sitting on a toilet, and her album is called Greatest Shits. So I, oh. she and right. I are head to head.
0: Well, you must run into her auditions all the time. <laughs>
1: She's one step ahead of you that damn
2: window. So it's been fun to watch that. And now all the rest of like the top 15 or 20 are a lot of old albums, like Dane Cook, Harmful of Swallowed and stuff. And it feels like it feels like the people that are buying albums are like 48-year-old white men who want to download the thing they loved when they were 20. You know, it's, <laughs> it's a lot of old stuff. It's weird. Uh, weird Al, some old weird Al. Yank, like people, current people that are currently making albums, but they're they're early stuff, so strange. Let's see, I i recorded it uh in November of 2020 at the San Francisco Punchline. Oh, fun! Uh, no, I'm sorry, October. And um, and then I like, I don't know if you're like this way as well, Jenny, couldn't listen to the sound of my voice for a year and a half, uh-huh. uh, could not, could not sit down and actually pick cuts and stuff like that yeah. um and then i i don't know i guess i finally got through it and uh 800 pound gorilla uh put it out and uh that's that i guess well,
0: wow that's awesome. a, that's amazing and it's a, a so uh, how long has it been out we got like what what what? were number like
2: two weeks holy it's cow we well, gotta called,
0: get this and it, sure. just name one more time for everybody it's
2: called corset and i called it that because at the time i recorded it it, it kind of covered material written uh, from the last five years, which I had spent living with an eight eight to 12 year old boy as he grew Mm -hmm. and a 78 to 82 year old mother. And so I felt like I was being squeezed so tightly I couldn't breathe. And so I decided that's what it feels like to be in a corset. And so that's why I named it that. But there's like a lot of material about me, you know, wanting my mom to die. (laughs) And guys, my dream came true. That's the good part. Um, so, so, so
0: do it at Lisha, you know, just- You believe, it. and your heart believe.
2: is pure. Everything Everything will come true. <laughs> she was a lot, she was a lot. But, uh, <laughs> you know, so that, you know, it covers, it covers a lot of that kind of stuff. And I have a very dark sense of humor. And so, you know- Which is why I'm such a big fan. That's right.
0: Is this your son or just somebody you picked up on the street?
2: It is my son. It okay,
0: is. good, 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 good. <laughs> So yeah, that's, that, that's, how old is he now?
2: He's 15 now.
0: Oh yeah. my God, that's a good age, right?
2: It's a great age. And it's so weird. I mean, I don't know if you, do. are your kids younger, Danny? Are they? No, my, kid,
0: my youngest is going to be uh, 21 in December. OK, yeah,
2: I, I feel like the kids that were in quarantine, like doing, during these tween years, they are like two years younger biologically than they think they are, because they just missed, my kid missed eighth grade, which is the most toxic grade in America. Of course, half of seventh. So he's like wow. still sort of kind of bouncy and happy. And he, he does, he's not a brooding teenager, freshman in high school like I thought he would be, you know, and I, his friends are sort of dorky in that same way.
0: Well, that's uh, yeah. I mean, it's definitely it definitely took a toll, I mean, it was one of the. I mean, I thank God. I, as hard as it you know was for everything, you know what? My one of my daughters finished college or like just the last semester at 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 home, and my son you know was a a, a sophomore, I guess, at a, um, uh, um at UCLA. But it's so different when you're like David, you know t- t- that separation also. I had no responsibility for educating my college-age children. I yeah. had to be there and like, are they going to do, you know, that's hard. That's oh, hard.
2: I'm not there for him at all. Oh, could
0: be um, That makes me feel <laughs> so much better.
2: He is a C slash D student. No, I did say you can't get Ds. You yeah. I, you know, I, I feel yeah, like, I don't on. know, I feel like kids are who they are. And so for me to like, you know, be really strict on an artistic kid who hates school. It's, I don't want to make him miserable. And, um, you know, I, I know other people that their kids were born straight A students, you know, and yeah. they like it. And I just have a different kid. So I just, my motto is just keep it a C. Please keep it above a C. Yeah. I know you can do that.
0: Wow. Quite the tiger mom over here. Calm <laughs> <down>. <laughs> No, I had three, and so I got to like, I like my the youngest, my son actually turned out to be like the the, the straight A guy, yeah. And it's like, so I it was like, okay, cool, I finally got one because my daughters <laughs> were idiots, um, uh, uh they're fine.
2: and now one of them's an ICU nurse, yeah, no, she actually
0: <laughs> she's fine, you're in great hands, um, uh, um but
2: I can't stop thinking about
1: it, actually that he half of seventh grade and all of eighth grade was missed. Yeah. Like, those are puberty. Like, the, a full-on puberty, like... Slow dances with girl, all that kind of stuff. All yes. the nightmare
0: stuff. years. Yes.
1: Oh, yeah. I remember I was just, I didn't start my period till I was like a month before I was 16. I was like a w- super late bloomer. Wow. So eighth grade, yeah. I was like, sweet. I got the body of a 12-year-old boy. Can <laughs> this dance? Like all the emotional trauma that comes oh, with yeah. it. At least he missed out on that. Yeah, I'm
2: kind of glad he did. Yeah. So, so he's like
1: blissfully uh... ignorant to all the mean <laughs> things that could have happened.
0: Um, well, okay, so let's get to it. Let's get to the much-advertised thing. Uh, yeah. um, Laurie, what what, what what are the things you've been watching that you want to recommend or like or hate watching or things like that?
2: Let's see. I will, what I'm watching with my, I watch a lot of anime with my kid. I started doing that during the um, pandemic. So um, I just, I've already watched it twice and I, and I was just up with my uh, sister. So I was trying to get her kids into it. It's called Attack on Titan.
0: My daughter- My, both of my daughters love that. It's incredible. Have you watched it? No, I got to watch. I heard it's amazing.
2: It's incredible. And, and, you know, season one and two, you're, we got your protagonist and then season three, they switch the whole thing around and they start with the people that you hated. And by the end of it, you're like, uh, I love all of them. It's, it's incredible, uh, how they, how they, 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 they pivot your point of view, you know. I'm
0: literally going to call her, her after this because she's been trying to get me watching, and I'm telling her about it.
2: It's great, <laughs> and then uh, so I'm just gonna the the, uh, the end of this the final season's coming out pretty soon. I forget when, so uh, but I but I recommend watching the whole thing, obviously. And then we just started this anime called The Eighty Six, and mm-hmm. it's about um, uh, this group of uh, like it's there it's there's a kingdom of. Pure white people with gray hair, uh-huh. silver hair, uh-huh. and they have these group. Uh, they have another group of people called the Eighty Six who are dirty, right? And uh-huh. they they're kicked out of the kingdom. But the Eighty Six are sent to fight people uh, another country that's attacking the pure country, I guess. And. Um, and a woman inside the 86 is uh, a commander of the 86. And I think I'm explaining this really poorly. No, I'm getting it. I'm actually confused with what I'm saying, but it's so good. And there's like these, I, I, I don't know. If I, and I don't know if this is right or wrong, but it seems like a lot of Japanese anime has allusions to World War II and and yes uh, and, 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 and is Attack on Titan especially with atomic bombs. You know, you're like, oh yeah, I you know like you yeah. see how this reverberated in the culture for you know for generation. Yeah, the,
0: the way we go on about 9-11, they had a nuclear attack <laughs> it, that we caused. It, it, it,
2: it feels it feels fair. Going <laughs> on about Yeah, I am doing a terrible job explaining the eighty six, but it's really good and if you start it now you're not gonna be too far behind you're not gonna, you're not gonna have more than a season and a quarter to oh, catch I, up
0: i'm gonna ask her about that too and watch yeah. that together too um i'll so no that'll lead that'll lead. anything else or is that good
2: oh uh, and then you know succession of course i'm uh, sure. I,
0: I, that's where i was gonna go to next yeah. but before oh. i go to that i just i'll go i like i watched with my daughter one of my favorite um anime series was this is told me, I think, I don't know if they're like 13 or 15 episodes, maybe 20, of a show called uh, Paranoia Agent. Oh, I is,
2: haven't seen that.
0: Oh my God. It is so trippy. It has to deal with like mass delusion. Like there's this like somebody who's attacking in Tokyo called Shojin Bad and he's like this kid on skateboard, like bats people but is it a delusion and everybody seems to be having it and and it's just it's so so trippy it was by the guy his name i'm forgetting who directed that movie paprika and um another anime which is fantastic and and perfect blue so i'm like i'm i'm gonna uh but i'm gonna watch watch your recommendations succession has been so good though i I don't want to spoil it but holy shit i have enjoyed i i just i can't wait for it and last week was are you caught up it's so yes
2: i am yeah 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 yeah.
0: it's just been so um amazing it's so good
1: it's all it's so fun to have something to look forward to like a show every week yeah you know like i'm like so binge watch spoiled and everything it's like fun to actually wait and go oh a new episode's
2: dropped yeah 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 and to have to jump off twitter because the succession (laughs) is weighing in i love it yeah i don't want any spoiler alerts um, uh, you know what I've noticed is is um, Shiv, the character of Shiv yeah. is oh, obviously she's American, but she uses a lot of British sayings and phrasing. And yeah. I'm wondering, like, are they, you know, because obviously it's written by a British guy. Yeah, yeah but British there's like a ton of life. Americans on it too. So I I, I I just wonder why no one's stopping her, or or there or I guess the character's written that way, and no one's saying, hey, I don't know that, that an American would phrase it that way.
0: Because um, I I have so had the same thought. And, and she's Australian, I think. Yeah. yeah. And then and but it's written by Brits. And yeah, a yeah. lot of that stuff. It's sort of like for me, because I've heard this pointed out too. And I noticed it. Um but I think because you think of them as so patrician, yeah, that maybe it's like like in that I don't know. In I that, that way, maybe you know, they
1: were like sent off to school or something. I don't something know, abroad, but it's and, they, and maybe they picked up on. Maybe
2: that that sort of Madonna hybrid. Oh God! <laughs> but they they they'll they'll say yeah at the end of a sentence. I know. Right? Which I'm like that is so British. It's, I know. It's such a, a tick that I, yeah. I, I, I they must know they're doing it and it doesn't sound exactly right to American ears, but they don't care or something. Right. I don't know. No, uh, I love it. That show is so great. Yeah. What about
0: what about you, Jen?
2: I
1: just finished what we do in the shadows.
0: Oh my God! Love it. Love
1: how, it. How Colin good? Robinson. Loved it.
0: It's, <laughs> have you watched it yet, Lori?
2: No, I'm I haven't. Telling you,
0: I'm telling you, it is without okay. a doubt the best comedy on TV right now.
2: I've heard, yeah, it's, it's on my list. Um, Dope Sick, I'm about halfway through. How is oh, that? I really yeah. want to see that. It's really good. It's yeah. really, really good. You know, it's a good, I guess, companion piece to um, the documentary. Prime on of the Century. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, you know, and Michael Keaton plays a like an Appalachian based doctor. Yeah. I mean, um and it and I he love goes love through Michael an Keaton. incredible arc and uh, he's so good. It's really good. It's really good. And it, you know, again, like you just can't believe this was allowed to happen.
1: Oh, I know. <laughs> It's like you can and you can't. Like, yeah. there's a part of me
2: that goes, yeah, I can see, yeah. Can see. And, and it's so, because like people are, you know, there's the anti-vax crew is so distrustful of the government. And then you watch this and you're like, well, yeah, I mean, the FDA kind of allowed this this thing to happen. So I yeah. get it. But then they're like, well, we'll we'll take the vaccine if it's FDA approved. But wait, I don't know. It's also, nothing is, nothing is a straight line anymore. You know, it's, right? it's weird
0: it's wild
2: it's
1: Um, upsetting because then you go like well who do you trust then yeah are we just untrustworthy of everyone like at some point what's the where do you draw the line yeah
0: i know it's so it's a messed up world that's that's and by the way that's the theme of today's episode it's a messed up world (laughs) um well lori i mean what can i say that hasn't been said in this podcast already (laughs) um we're, what? We're well,
2: school. thank you for having me. What a delightful duo you are. So well, dynamic, I might add. Well, the,
0: you know, we, so, you know, sometimes, you know, we're always thrilled at our guests, but sometimes it's a genuine thrill, and we're genuinely thrilled that you were here today. Oh, so. my
2: gosh. Thank Absolutely. you for asking. <laughs> Very excited <laughs> to
1: have you on. And we will make sure to add the link to your special. Oh, yep. cool.
2: Right on. On, the, on the, the side. Is there anything else you want to plug? Uh, I wrote a book called Dead People Suck. It's, uh, it's about... <laughs> It's about my dad dying of cancer. It's comedy about hospice and cancer and grief and stuff like that. If anyone is into that, uh, otherwise, okay. just talk on the old album. I will fully read that because we're going to link to that album. as well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like cancer, hospice? Heck yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Our dad's died of cancer. Whatevs. <laughs>
2: well, dead dad crew.
0: Yeah. <laughs> rolling um, again. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but thank you, Dude It Nation, again, for joining us. I mean, who knows? Can't promise we're going to top this week's guest, and but <laughs> we're going to try our damn hardest next week.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Lori Kilmartin. Martin. Thank you, Do It Nation.
2: Thank you.